Welcome to Discover Central, the podcast that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at the life of students, staff and alumni at London's Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. I'm Scott, and in this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at the life of our students and staff in lockdown, and we'll be getting some tips on how to nurture our creativity and make new work in adverse circumstances. We'll be talking with Jessica Bowles, course leader for Central's MA MFA Creative Producing course, about how we can collaborate and create new work even when we find ourselves in very different places from the people we're collaborating and working with. But first, let's hear from MA Music Theatre student Clara with her top tips for looking after yourself in lockdown. Hi, my name is Clara. I'm on the MA Music Theatre course and my top tip for looking after yourself in lockdown is keeping up exercise. This has really helped my physical and mental well-being and also keeping a routine each week and speaking to friends and family. I'm back with Jessica Bowles. Jess is an academic with a background in professional practice as a theatre designer across the UK, including at Duke's Playhouse Lancaster, The Young Vic and the Royal Shakespeare Company. She is also a producer of large-scale festival experiences. At Central, Jess is the course leader for MA MFA Creative Producing and is known for her ability to connect people and facilitate collaboration two things that have never been more important than at this moment. Welcome, Jess. Thanks for speaking with us. Hi, Scott. So in your time at Central, you have been instrumental in establishing and writing several of the school's courses. Can you tell us a little bit more about your time here at Central? Absolutely. Uh, it's an amazing community. It's got all the best of uh, a, a space where people are passionate about the same thing, basically. We're all want in some form to be part of the storytelling process of, of making performance, making theatre um, and actually all the other kind of uh, things that roll out of that of that process. So uh, as you say my background is as a designer and I'm very passionate about how much the aesthetics does contribute towards the, the, the stories that we tell. But I became really fascinated about how we make stuff go from an idea to become a reality. Uh, and in particular, it's about reaching audiences. And uh, essentially what a producer does is they, they act as the conduit between the art and the artists and the audiences that, that, um, that could um, respond to that work in some form. So a producer's job has many different aspects to it. It might be the fundraising and it might be the sort of uh, administration, the artistic administration, but it's actually fundamentally part of a, uh, a creative team taking that story to all the audiences that it could possibly reach. And I guess you've kind of very much touched on it there. And, and I mentioned in my intro that you're the course leader for the creative producing course. Tell us a little bit more about the course. What does it entail and, and how is it typically delivered? So um, it's a, a really got the best of both worlds. It's bespoke, as in every single person goes on their own journey going through the course. So we don't have one kind of model of producing that we secretly want to turn everybody into commercial producers or independent producers. All models are welcome. And in fact, the more diverse the cohort, the better. Um, and the cohort is very deliberately uh, international in its makeup. Um, roughly speaking, about half the cohort are from uh, UK and Europe and half the uh, cohort are international. 
And, and the reason we construct it in that way is so there's an incredible global network that arises out of, out of the connections that are made. Um, and the way in which it normally happens and the way in which it will happen actually are start from the same place and, and much of the same things happen exactly the same way. Um, it's structured for the MA, it's structured over four blocks of time. The first being really intensive about building a, a kind of producing toolkit and really, really crucially about understanding what your vision and what your values are and therefore what you bring to any work that you're going to be involved with. And we do that in so many different ways. We do it in small group work. We do it in, in, in larger groups. We work with a lot of external experts who provoke us and get us to think differently about the, the, the work we make and why we make the work we do. We do some really important um, practical skills um, and that's woven through the whole program but intensively introduced in, in the autumn. And that is demystifying what a budget is, really giving everybody agency, whether they come from a, a creative background or they might come from a business background, all of those backgrounds are welcome and we develop that toolkit in that first block of time. Um, and then from then it's about a mixture of engagement with the industry um, individually according to whatever route you want to take as a producer uh, and also work that you connect with other students um, and the way that happens is we do a lot of face-to-face -face stuff in in the course at the moment it's face-to-face -face online um, but actually I have to say I'm really enjoying it at the moment you know it, do, it doesn't feel massively different um, with the still very bespoke uh, so we work in 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 um, in pairs quite a lot so that there's a kind of uh, you know sharing of experiences so fundamentally the onlineness has has not interrupted any of, of the stuff that we normally do I'll give you a quick example um, we have in the block of time essentially from January through to July students are either working on placements or they work on their own projects or they um, do what we call work-based learning so they already come with a with a, um, a, a job if you like and they they critically reflect on that stuff so those three things that hasn't changed. We have actually still got students on placement with organisations, with Les Enfants Terribles, with Improbable, uh, with Actors Touring Company, and they're, they're essentially on the online offices of those organisations. We're also um, working on a, a project with uh, one of the lead producers from Les Enfants, um, getting the specialist skills of making a site-specific immersive project happen in a heritage setting. Um, and each of the students is working on that um, in their own way because they want to take the learning from that and apply it to wherever they wanted to make the project. So some is gonna apply it in Singapore, some are gonna apply it in Southport. You know, it, it's, it's, it's bespoke to the student and they'll be pitching those ideas to an industry panel in two weeks time uh, and getting feedback and suggestions for how they might develop that work. So we, we, we've got um, essentially all the stuff that we normally do, it's just the, just the medium in which we're doing it is slightly different. We're not, we're not in a room in central, we're in a kind of digital room.
And you've talked there in, in great depth about how um, all the challenges that lockdown has brought and the kind of things that you're doing to combat that. The, the key question in my mind is, is an, as the course leader, how do you feel that the students have responded to that challenge? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I think we're really lucky in that, you know, it's a relatively small course. There's, there's, a, there's um, you know, we normally take no more than 20. So that's a small group. Um, I think, you know, we're now all over the world. You know, when we're doing a session, we've got some students in Chile in the US and we've got some students in Singapore and China and everywhere in between. But we've found a time zone that works for us. And actually what we're doing is we, it's, it's like every session is a kind of uh, reporter's insight into what's happening culturally in those spaces. So everybody's actually getting the benefit of minute, minute by minute kind of understanding of what's happening there. Um, I'm not going to um, say there haven't been challenges with that. You know, uh, we, you know, the internet connections and things in the very early stages were, were tricky, but all of that has now been uh, sorted out. And actually, one of the things that we found is that pre-recording some of the sessions and then focusing on the Q&A element when we meet live has been fantastic. And actually, is something I would want to carry on anyway, because I recognise that quite often it, you might want to go back to a lecture and you've, we've got now recordings of all those things. So, yes, there have been challenges, but there have also been some fantastic things that come out of it, which are really fantastic people are now available to talk to us directly and uh, um, I think you know essentially you could see producing as training for leaders uh, and if there's one thing that this crisis has shown is we really need agile articulate leaders who are very in touch with their vision and values who know how to make ideas happen even if the idea you originally had was going on one route to have that agility to, to move around and, and kind of see how you make that thing happen still. So in a sense, everybody is uh, kind of giving us their reports from, from the front line about how they're managing that. Just a couple of examples. So, you know, we had uh, Finn Ross uh, share his work as a, a projection uh, in, in um, live performance with us the other day. And so we started thinking about all the affordances of digital work that can be made now. Um, we've had Brian Zellinger, who's a, a graduate from this program with his partner, Jack Maple, has been doing an amazing commercial producing masterclass, which has brought, he's, he's an award-winning Broadway and West End producer. You know, we've, we've had his, uh, you know, amazing time over, I think it's four sessions now. And he's been kind of giving us stuff that, we would never get insight to because you know it's uh, chatham house rules we we get to see the budgets as they actually are he's been really fantastic in in kind of taking us through all those steps so to some extent you know that it's it's an affordance of, of this situation and you you touched on it there you know there's been loads of kind of um normal traditional festivals cancelled over the last few months and an increase of digital festivals in response do you think we're likely to see more digital festivals and performance in the future I, th I think our kind of um yes is the short answer because i think that will be the immediate reaction uh and i think the sort of in a way you know the 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 change to digital has been happening anyway uh and i think 
for example, the, the National Student Drama Festival pivoted from being a, an actual festival to an online, I think in less than a week, which is absolute credit to that team that, that made that happen. Um, so I, th I think the, the knowledge is, was already in all of us, but there wasn't an, um, the kind of uh, the impetus to do that wasn't there. However, I do think that people are just going to long to meet in a room and uh, they, want, they want the communal experience. I think what digital offers is an amazing bespoke experience that it, it almost like feels like um, the online performances I've taken uh, part in as an audience member, you feel it's kind of been made for you, um, but you don't feel you're in the room in the, quite the same way that you feel if you go to a, a space. So people like um, the producers of Great Gatsby have announced that they're doing a COVID secure uh, production starting in October. And I think once the initial kind of um, sort of response in towards safety to address people's fears and, and, and making stuff in a certain kind of form, I actually think there's a kind of um, much more nuanced and incredible uh, vibrancy and what the solutions that are going to become up and that's what really excites me actually about this next generation of producers both the ones I'm teaching now who've learned how to navigate change at a rate of knots which nobody has ever seen before and they've done it and I feel so proud of them but also for the incoming students I think the that um willingness to draw from gaming and also think about you know how work uh, exists in live uh, sort of real spaces and it's almost like I suppose somebody's kicked the door down on what 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 theatre making can be and how it can exist and it was already starting to happen because you know like the reason we do the heritage project is because I think people want to engage with their histories, for example, in a new way. Um, and one of the really important things that um, I want to give a shout out to Connie Bell from uh, Decolonizing the Archive. You know, like, I think we, we're, what we're able to do is re-examine some of the, the sort of tropes that we've built a lot of assumptions on. Um, and with Connie, for example, we were looking at, you know, how do you decolonize the archive? How do you look for work and look for the origins of work that can happen in different ways so that's that's in a way that's the form and the vessel in which it's in uh, i think we can be much more adventurous about it it's digital is one form but i think we're, we're going to be looking at many other hybrid forms we're going to be looking at thinking about audiences in a much more nuanced less stereotypical way um, i think we're going to be looking at what I would call hyper-local and because everyone's been living in their houses for so long their awareness of their locality is fundamentally different but as we've seen with uh, current events I think the global matters and we see that we have agency and we see that we have a responsibility to be part of, of a change that we might want to see culturally so I think the the sort of you know dimensions around that question are how do we want to tell stories? Um, so, you know, in a way, coming back to my beginning, um, and digital is just one of the platforms in which we would do that. And it's, it's becoming, we've just become much more familiar with it and less afraid of it. And potentially so have our audiences, 
but actually I think it's 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 a part of a diet not the whole, whole of the diet and I guess you know with things during lockdown like the National Theatre Live um, opening up uh, theatre to new audiences potentially but also things like live streaming which were already gaining traction I guess they could take off in a, in a quicker way now and, and I think that kind of goes on to my next question around kind of how you feel the wider industry might change as a result of coronavirus but more importantly how do you think that will impact the role of the creative producer? Mm. Um, I mean I think it's really interesting with um, live streaming in, in, and you know we, we know this from uh, what we've experienced with the explosion of, of material that's been available but, but way before that the appetite for empty live in no way diminished the appetite for tickets in in a real space so I, it's not like one or the other i think i think you know what i would hope comes out of this is a diversification of audiences because you know i think culturally the, there are a lot of assumptions about who consumes theater um, and I think hopefully people will have encountered it in a different way and they've encountered it in their own space uh, and on their own terms, which I think is really, really important. And I think a bit of humility from us as uh, cultural producers in terms of, you know, like, well, are we telling the a story, not the right stories, but are we being open minded enough in, in where our stories that we give platforms to are coming from? Um, so I think I think the the thing I've really loved is the sort of co-creation of work, and we've seen you know adverts which have been you know like people's done on people's phones. We've seen uh, panel shows that are in everybody's living room. So there's a sort of destruction of some of the rather useless sometimes veneer of um, finishedness and professionalness that's been around theatre. So I think that was already happening, the sort of uh, desire to make theatre more communally, you know, like to be, to represent and to give proper voice to communities that we're uh, working with. But I think that will, that will definitely explode because I think people have got an appetite and not least there've been writers writing and, and um, you know, people thinking in all these confined spaces, that's going to explode <laughs> in 2021. So one of the implications for producers is there will be a massive uh, sort of, you know, amount of material that is looking for, for producers. But I think fundamentally the question about implications is, you know, this is a, a world that has gone through a shared experience. Um, as somebody described to me, you know, we've all been in the same storm, but not everybody has had the same shelter. Um, and I think, you know, that that's made me ask a lot of questions about, um, you know, what privileges I might have. And I think that comes back to producing because I think producers, if they're going to make stuff happen, then they really need to be thinking about, you know, the what what is selected. You know, do we want to do all the stuff that we've been doing for years and years and years, or do we actually want to find some new voices? And uh, do we want to make sure that we are listening a bit better in terms of, you know, what what people really want to engage with? Because this is a discourse. You know, that that's that's why we we get so much enjoyment out of it. It's not a it's not a one-way process like consuming television. 
that, that being in that space, we feel like we are also contributing to that experience. No one show is exactly the same as another show. Um, and, I, and I do think whether that's live streaming or people in a room, liveness is, is incredibly important to who we are. I think there's a really, really important thing in terms of, um, uh, I suppose, our kind of group responsibility for um, both organisations and individuals. So theatre is, is an incredibly complex ecology. Um, producers are used to navigating that because we, we are fundraisers, we find money. It's, it's about um, kind of understanding what a project needs and navigating uh, all the various different elements, orchestrating them, if you like, in order to make something happen. I think one of the things that COVID has exposed is some of the sort of more systemic um, issues to do with uh, work that is, um, you know, how work is supported. So there's, there's a lot of credit given to um, the shows that are made and people understand that actors uh, are needed to make those shows a reality. I wonder how much public understanding there is of all the technicians, all the video projectors, all the um, uh, stage managers, the puppeteers, all the people who, who, whose livings also go into making that work. Um, and I think, you know, that, that is important that, um, you know, we, we kind of value, it's, it's a bit like, I suppose the key workers is exposed all the, you know, our understanding of what it means to get our everyday bread. I think, this is also exposed the, the fact that we need a lot of people in, in to collaborate with in order to make performance and that's one of the brilliant things about central is that there are specialists in every single expertise around you and in a funny kind of way it doesn't actually make that much difference whether they're in the room with you physically or that you are able to reach out to them uh, digitally it's the conversation that really matters. And that's what I love about Central, is that if we're trying to, in this post-COVID era, if we're remaking what our theatre landscape looks like, we've got everything that we need to start reimagining that at Central. We've got all the disciplines, we've got all the passion, we've got all the kind of experts. Um, and uh, it's a great time to do it because, you know, we're in this thinking time, if you like. Theatre is taking a breath and this is now a time if you want to come and influence the change that's being made to come and do it here at Central. And Jess, I mean, wonderful to hear that. And it's, you know, it's very lucky to get to speak to one of those experts right here, right now in yourself. So uh, thanks so much for talking to us today. Really appreciate your time. Uh, and I'm really pleased that you said about uh, things not sounding polished and things like that, as I've heard five motorbikes go by. As <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, likewise. They're, they're, they're... So, uh, uh, very, very topical stuff. Thank you so much, Jess, for your time today. Pleasure, pleasure. Thanks as well to MA Music Theatre student, Clara. And if you're listening to us at home, thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for a chat with Dr. Farrokh Sultani, who will be talking about moving past writer's block and offering some tips for working on your writing project in lockdown. We hope you'll join us. For now, from all of us at Central, stay safe and look after yourself.